This is indeed the Wit and Whiskey cast. <laughs> We're back. We're back. How terrifying is that? Jesus. Mark has a soundboard, and while I was gone, he figured out how to use it. Yes, it's 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 wonderful. It's just uh, it, it makes DJ want to hit me though, and uh, you know, which would sound a little bit like this. I mean, he he does know Kenpo, so you know. <laughs> but uh, you know, it's been like three months. I am Mark Rossetti. For those of you that don't remember, uh, that's DJ Gagnon. Hey-o. Does not sound that tired. I guess I lost that bet. <laughs> He did. So we have that going. And can I just say right at the top, it is so nice to be able to do a podcast again where I can fucking swear. <laughs> Seriously. Fuck, 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 fuck. Fuck, fuck, balls, ass, shit. Just got to get them all out because all my <laughs> other shows I'm not allowed to. Yeah. So um, it, it feels nice to be in a room where I can swear with impunity and not have to, you know, worry if I'm waking a baby or influencing them in some way. <laughs> Yeah, like, what is actually worse? Like, because if he wakes up, obviously that's bad. But, you know, what if he hears it in his sleep? Is it like a coma? You know, how does that work? I just kind of assume that in, like, three more months, he's going to wake up and say, oh, fuck, Dad. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see, though. When my grandmother was still alive, she used to babysit my cousin, who's, like, 17 now. So show you how long it was. But when he was first born, she used to babysit him. And... I was working a job at the time for uh, my hometown, for the township, for the parks department. And they used to let us go home for lunch. And, uh, you know, I didn't really cook then. I still don't really cook, if we're being honest. So I used to go over to my grandmother's house, and she'd make me sandwiches or whatever. And, you know, little baby Aiden would be running around doing whatever. And so one day, she dropped a glass in the sink, and she broke it. And my grandmother just goes, ah, shit, which is about, you know, the worst she ever said. And in the other room, you just hear in a high voice, shit. <laughs> and for the rest of the day, she was trying to get him to stop. And, of course, you know, when you tell a kid to stop, they just say, shit, 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 shit. <laughs> it's but so good. Her mother didn't care, though. She thought it was funny as hell, because she knew it wasn't, you know. There was nothing malicious behind it. Oh, yeah, I... Uh, I'm a big fan. I don't know if it's going to work, but I'm a big fan of trying out the, like, the kid can swear, but they have to ask for permission first. Dad, I want to say balls. (laughs) There's some pretty great TikToks out there of, like, Mom, I need to swear. And she goes, okay, honey. And the kid just lets out with a motherfucker. (laughs) Motherfucker. I was talking to my parents for Thanksgiving, and I remember I was like, fucking balls. And my mother's like, don't swear during the holidays. <laughs> That's where <laughs> she's at. Don't, not just don't swear. Don't swear during the holidays. No. She's like, don't be swearing on Thanksgiving. What's the matter with you? So it's been a few months. It has been a few months. You have a tiny human now. I do have a tiny human now. I'm officially dad. You are officially dad. Um, and you're still alive. I am. Yeah, it was really weird. I uh, I went back to work. Um, I mean, I'm I'm still only working one day a week. I, I'm going back full time in January, but um, I went back to work mid November, and all my coworkers are like, "Oh, don't you don't you love being back? Aren't you tired?" And I'm like, first of all, no. Would much rather be home with the kid. And second, I this is the most rested I've been since I was 13 and didn't have a job. Wow. Yeah, the kid sleeps like four to six hours easy every night and has since like a week after we got home. I, f- I mean, 
I'm not a parent, and again, just loving God in the world, never will be. <laughs> but I feel like that's a really big flex. So I feel like any you know parental listeners we have are just getting really mad. Right yeah, I it doesn't bode well for any future siblings, but I I mean he's he's very easy. He just he only really cries when he needs something and it doesn't last very long. And uh I think the other night it was like last week sometime we put him down and he slept seven and a half hours. Then I don't even sleep seven and a half hours. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I when that happens, like we both like jump out of bed and we're like, is he dead? And you know, no, he's fine. He just is sleeping. We, we, um, we, we kept him out late one night cause we were visiting with some, some family and, uh, he slept until like eight in the morning. And I was like, I don't know how to deal with this is, should we be? And luckily the doctors were all like, yeah, he's gaining weight. So don't bother waking him up. He's fine. He's happy. He's doing what he's supposed to be doing. We're like, all right, we kept hearing horror stories of never sleeping, and this is not happening. Well, you lucked out. Mm-hmm. We we know you rolled Colin as your dumb stat, but apparently your luck's pretty good. So yeah, yeah. I'm. He's he's pretty rock solid. I think he definitely rolled higher con than me. I mean, he'd kind of have to. No offense. <laughs> Yeah, seriously. But how you been, man? It's been a few months. It's been a few months. Um, you know, trying to keep busy, uh, you know, working, and I'm on so many boards now. It's ridiculous. So many different organizations that, some of which I have absolutely like no real right to be on. But uh, that's kind of fun. We have a garage now. It's finished. That's amazing. Um, well, structurally, it's finished. They're still moving shit in. And, doing whatnot is it is uh, it insulated heated you know all of the good things it has electricity uh an insane amount of electricity there are so many outlets because we built the spec uh it has both 110 and 220 for when we want to run our welders and whatnot Mm. uh it is insulated it um has running water not hot doesn't have hot and cold because there really wasn't the room and or the leftover budget for a hot water heater yet but at least has Cold running water. Um, it doesn't have the permanent heater we're planning on doing, but it does have a few temporary propane jobs in it. The it had an air conditioner. We had a window air conditioner in for a while, but you know, took that out because it's winter now. Mm. We've built a little kitchenette, uh, so we have a refrigerator, freezer, which my mother was actually using during Thanksgiving. The turkey was in the freezer in the garage. Nice. Um, uh, sink, microwave, coffee maker. So we have a little, the old man calls it the break area, which is kind of funny. <laughs> and I have a 32 inch smart TV and a wall mount. I'm just waiting for him to buy the drywall, but he's dragging his feet. That's probably not going to happen until the spring. Oh, and we have a AM FM radio that has a CD player in it. Plus my father-in-law was throwing away and I took a six CD changer. So we have seven CD capability now. That's very good. How very 90s of you. I, well, you know me. Uh, but the problem is we have three cars, and it's only a two-bay garage. Well, three old cars. God, between me, between Annie, myself, the old man, and my mother, how many cars do we have? One, two, three, four, five. A historian six. doing math, folks. It's uh, riveting audio. We have seven cars, 
and uh, seven cars, two bicycles, and a Honda three-wheeler. <laughs> so, which, you know, the, the garage was big enough at the time when we specced it out. It's not big enough anymore. So we're already talking about building a shed behind it. <laughs> Uh, but I, you know, it's, it's good. It's, it's good shit. So what was the first project that you guys did in the, in the garage? Oh, so that's a funny story because that showed up before the garage was even finished. Of course it did. A friend of ours who is in the amateur winemaking business, shall we say, Mm -hmm. dropped off a Volkswagen dune buggy. (laughs) Hmm. that was not currently running. And so we're in the process of rebuilding the engine, which that's actually going pretty well. It's very simple. I mean, Parker could take apart a VW bug engine. There's like three moving parts. <laughs> the problem is all the the pieces and things we need are all back ordered or you have to buy used. And so we're having a hard time, you know, it's not like the news, but supply chain problems. Uh, but we, we have it running. We just have to fix a few other things and that's going to go back, but that's outside with a tarp over it in the driveway. Mm. That's that's fun. It is fun. It's kind of fun. Uh, the Cosworth is in the trailer, and the IROC is currently in the garage next to the Dart. So nice. Are you are you beefing up the IROC or just getting it back up to working order? Uh, getting it back up to where we want it to be, and then we're probably going to do one or two little upgrades. Uh, I have, I've been driving Annie's old Volkswagen Jetta because I love her to death, but she hurt the motor. <laughs> and if it's going to let loose on anybody, I want it to let loose on me as opposed to her. She needs dependable transportation. So she took my Cobalt, and I've been driving the Jetta. And if I can squeeze this winner out of it, which is going to be touch and go, but if I can squeeze this winner out of it and get everything done to the IROC I need to get done, I'm basically just going to daily the IROC next year. Nice. Yeah, but we'll see. That's fair. I, uh, I I feel like the biggest project I've done in the last few months was replaced all of the light bulbs in the house. That seems like a lot. I mean, I just ordered some bulk LED light bulbs from Amazon and just ran around for a day. It wasn't that big of a deal. <laughs> we have no, but I imagine you have a lot of actual bulbs in your house. Yes, I've been trying to get rid of the the curly Q ones. Yeah, I never got into those. I well, they were like really great for a hot minute, but they also have like mercury in them. Oh, well, that's not good. Yeah, or something like you you can't just throw them out. So, I was like, you know, what? I don't want to have any of these LEDs have been used for like a bajillion years. We know at least there's no mercury in those. So, we'll get rid of these curly Q ones. So I showed up to the the transfer station with just a giant box of deadly uh, um, light bulbs and just dropped them off and was like, all right, here, take these. Uh, Here, you throw these away. Yeah, and that was my big project. I mean, we've been getting the house ready for winter. Um, So I've got, I'm waiting on my, getting my generator back. But yeah, I, um, I, I've had no time for projects, but. I have watched all of the television. I've read a, a number of books. Like he's just very easy. I beat a couple video games. The, it, it's kind of miraculous how how you can get caught up on on media and and hobbies when you're not working. 
well, what uh, what are you playing? Anything good? What, what, what you said to be a couple? What'd you be? Anything I would have known about? Um, I, I beat. I think I beat Turnip Boy commits tax evasion. That was pretty fun. Um, I worked my way through a bunch of Witcher three, and then decided I didn't like it, so I put that away. I still have never played that. I I really want to like it, and it is a really pretty game, but it's just so damn depressing. So, <laughs> so I'm just, I'm like, okay, well, it, like every mission you go on is like, here's this young maiden who had a happy and bright future and then got raped by the villagers and turned into an evil white who murdered everybody and that's every mission and it's like i i can only deal with so many rape stories in a single video game yeah i could see how that'd get old pretty quick yeah uh so i picked up god of war ragnarok um, well of course you're a dad now so you gotta yeah father, I, the angry dad simulator uh the the first one was really well done and I have to really hand it to them. I think they actually improved on the format. Um, the first one, uh, which was like the sequel to the original trilogy, uh, was really well done. But they went out of their way to like make transitions between scenes and characters work really well in this game. And it's just very pretty. Are there you playing you these? No, I I have not played a God of War since... Was there one on the PS2? I feel like they were that's all on the PS2. All right, well, that's ringing a bell. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, no, it's been a long time. Yeah, fair. Uh, they, they're, they're very good if you're into one-player games, and that seems to be all I have time for these days. Um, and then the new Pokemon games came out, so I, I beat Violet, and I'm kind of waiting to see what they do with this generation before I jump into to the other one, Scarlet. Yeah, I, I'm glad you brought that up because I wanted to ask you because I'm hearing, well, mixed things, to put it charitably. Um, you know, I think the, the struggle with Pokemon right now is... Uh, they keep doing side projects that are really seamless and then their mainline RPGs are not quite that. So uh, what they did is they came out with this game set in like Pokemon Pass called Legends Arceus and it was very well done, super well done. It was kind of a reboot on the old format and it was really well received, but they were developing Scarlet and Violet like at around the same time. And so they didn't put all of the things from legends Arceus into it. It's, it kind of goes back to the older format and it did come out with a lot of frame rate issues. Um, but I mean, I put like 40 hours into that game easy, uh, and it was infinitely playable. I think there was only one part that I kind of got stuck and had to like reboot my system to get it to get it back but uh i mean i played cyberpunk for a really long time like nothing phases <laughs> me at this point 
I almost had a weak moment and bought that because it was down to like nine dollars in the PlayStation Store for over uh, Black Friday. It's it's worth playing, probably by now. That's a ringing endorsement. Yeah, I wish. I see. The problem is, I played it at the beginning, and I almost beat it and got got like bug locked out of the ending, and. By the time the game was stable enough and had been fixed, I had zero interest in playing it anymore. I can relate to that. What what about you? What have you been playing? Well, I don't think uh, I had this the last time we recorded, but I have a PS5 now. Woo! We got to do an app. (laughs) So, um, it was kind of funny. Of all places, Sam's Club had a bunch and it was a, a bundle, but I justified it in that it was a bundle of things I would actually buy eventually and use. It came with another controller. It came with the charger for the two controllers. And it was all first-party PlayStation stuff. Mm. Uh, of course, the panic attack I then had was, of course, it's Sam's Club, so you have to be a member. And I'm not. <laughs> So my father-in-law is, and I called him, and I explained the situation to him, and he's like, oh, sure, no problem. I'll, uh, I have to look up what my login information is, because I love my father-in-law to death. He's a nice guy in the world to give you the shirt off his back, but he's not very techy. So he has a box of 3 by 5 index cards with all his usernames and passwords, and, and he had to dig out the Sam's Club card. And as... Any of you know uh, these PS5s don't usually last. No. So I was kind of panicking, waiting for him to call me back. And then I asked my one coworker, I was like, do you have a Sam's account? And she said, yeah, I do. And I said, cool, here's my credit card. Order this. <laughs> Ship it to your house. I'll come get it. Just order this. And, of course, uh, my credit card, Capital One refused to. <laughs> I got the thing saying somebody stole your card. <laughs> trying to buy a PlayStation. I was like, no, damn you, it's me. <laughs> um, and But we were able to get it, and like four days later it came to her house and I picked it up. Uh, it It's funny, it came with, uh, what's that game you all like and I hate? Um, uh, weird dino archery simulator game. Ark? No. You're a girl. Oh, yeah, uh, Horizon... Uh, Forbidden West. Yeah, I came with a code for that. So if anybody wants to let me know, because I didn't use it. Just play it. It's uh, so good. No, I watched Lou play the first one. That was enough for me. <laughs> I don't like stealth games. Not since Metal Gear Solid, anyway. Like, the second one. Or the third one. What was the one in the jungle? Third one. Uh, but, no, I've... Actually, I, I finally... I was playing Deathloop for a while, which I really liked. Um, then I just transferred a bunch of games over that was like, oh, you have a free upgrade for this. Cool. So then I was playing Mortal Kombat 11 because apparently I had the PS5 version and didn't know it. Uh, I was playing Wreckfest. Now I'm actually a little bit caught up to you guys. I'm playing Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Mm. Yeah, you are uh, like a year behind, buddy. <laughs> no, I'm nine months behind. It came out the end of March. <laughs> Oh, feels like, and I have to admit, if I knew it was this good, then I probably would have bought it. Yeah. See, uh, this just goes back to my point of just fucking trust me when I tell you a game is good. Well, 
here's the thing. <laughs> I played the DLC for whatever the hell shitty-ass Borderlands was the original Tiny Tina's thing. And that was fine, but it still played like Borderlands. Yeah. This doesn't. No. And so it's good. Yeah, I, I did tell you these things. You just were curmudgeonly about it. Uh, you could also tell someone at some point has actually played D&D that worked on the game. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm enjoying that. I'm, I'm not terribly far, uh, but uh, I'm, I'm enjoying that. And then the nice thing was, since I have a PS5 now, my PS4 that was on its last legs, if we're being brutally honest, mm. is now up in the bar attached to my home-built simulator rig, and that is just solely a Gran Turismo 7 machine for when I hate myself. <laughs> Do you and not like the game? For... I like the game, but... Uh, oh, you weren't on the other night. We were we were all playing different things. They were all mostly playing Call of Duty. I was playing Tiny Tina's. And Dave said it best. He said, if Dark Souls made a racing game... <laughs> <laughs> And, I mean, I have a few that are harder. Dirt Rally's harder. A set of courses harder. But Gran Turismo's hard in a frustrating way. Like, I finally beat a race I was struggling with for a couple of days where, for whatever reason, most of the races, they don't allow qualifying. So you start dead last, and you have to work your way all the way up through the field. And this was a rainy race on a very short track, and there was 16 cars. And I would literally get to the point where I would be in third place. I would catch up to the tail of those in first and second. It'd be the last lap. I would go to pass one of them. They would just dump me every time, over mm-hmm. and over and over again. And I was getting so pissed off. <laughs> uh, but uh, finally, you know, finally cleared that today. Although I have more fun just making like paint schemes and taking photos. It has a very pretty photo mode in that game. Fair. And I went back, I started uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 all over again, which is a game you all hate. I really hate that game. Oh. <laughs> I started it from the beginning. I'm finally in the epilogue. I have like two missions left, but I still haven't beat it. <laughs> you know, between RDR2 and Far Cry 5, you're just, you might as well just play Superman 64 after this. You just. Aiming for all the games I hate. Oh, yeah, so it's um, it's something. I'm waiting anxiously for the original Mario Party and for uh, GoldenEye to be released for the N64 gimmick on the Switch. Because ah, yes. after I've given up on Animal Crossing, I don't play the Switch anymore. So <laughs> Animal Crossing really pissed me the fuck off. Oh, no. What did you do? No, I didn't do anything, but apparently, like, I had been, I got my Switch, it's almost a year ago. I got it the week between Christmas and New Year's last year, mm. and picked up Animal Crossing basically day one, and I was playing it from the last week of December through, like, St. Patrick's Day, and then I shut it off for a while, and then I was playing around Easter, because I actually did all the Easter Bunny things for whatever reason, and... um So I played for like six weeks around Easter and then I picked it up again in the late summer. Basically right when we ended the show, I started playing it again. And I was like, man, this, you know, I got to a point where they're like, oh, you need more people in your town. You need more people in your town and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, oh, this, this freaking costs money to get people to move in. Okay, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So I finally did all that and I 
didn't realize that was like the first thing you were supposed to do. So I already had all these bridges built. I already had all this shit, blah, blah, blah. And uh, they're, they're like, oh, okay, now you do this. Now you do this. Well, I was reading online because I'm like, what the fuck else do I have to do? Apparently, this is all still considered the tutorial. Oh, yeah. I have like 100 hours in and I'm nowhere near where I'm supposed to be. So I just said, fuck you. And I stopped playing. Oh, yeah. You did, so you never unlocked terraforming? Oh, fuck no. Oh, come on. No, man. I didn't unlock that. I never got KK to come. I never did. No. So, like, I literally have every artifact. I have almost every fish. Um, and they're just like, you need more trees. And then I plant more trees. And they're like, you need more flowers. And then I plant more flowers. And they're like, you need more trees. And I'm like, wait. what? <laughs> so I just said, fuck it. And I don't play it anymore. At some point, we should play together. And you can see my bizarre town with my house that lives in a waterfall. I mean, that seems unnecessary. Mm. It's very fun, though. So we should probably talk about the other part of our podcast. We have another part? Oh, yeah. What are you you drinking? In case the folks at home haven't realized by this point, uh, this is a little bit of a different format. We don't really have show notes because, believe it or not, DJ and I haven't really talked (laughs) over the last three months. Um, I think I talked to you briefly once in PlayStation chat and then twice during D and D and that's it. Yeah. We've texted here and there a little bit, but, uh, yeah, it's, I've been a bit heads down. Um, this, well, which is understandable. This is also the only the third time I've actually sat down and had a glass of whiskey in the last three months. Yeah. So, you know, believe it or not, folks, this is without a doubt the longest we've engaged in conversation (laughs) in the last hundred days or so. So do bear with us as we just (laughs) ramble. It's it's good to know we can pick it right back up. But uh, I did find my way to the liquor store uh, when I went out and got my COVID vaccine. And uh, I picked up. Uh, a couple of whiskeys that I'll save for later in the season, but I did get, manage to get my hands on a nip of Balcones, uh, Texas pot still bourbon. Ooh. And it's pretty good. I'm enjoying it. Uh, I really, there's, um, I, I feel like I did do the Balcones blue. There, there was a blue one. Uh, I really should have had this page open. Um, Hang on. Um, yes, it's uh, the baby blue is the one that I had before. Uh, so if you're going through the Balcones line, uh, the baby blue is like, it's a baby blue label. Uh, they have a um, single malt Texas whiskey that's a black label. They've got a 100 proof rye, which is a green label. And then they've got the pot still bourbon, which is a red label. Uh, they seem to also have a lineage edition that's, uh, I guess, kind of rare, but it's fine. Uh, those are their main four. And this is pretty good. It's it's thick. It's dark. It's it's almost syrupy. Um, it, it, it's, they say it's got a rich and viscous uh, spirit. And okay. Um, but I do get some some fruit notes, not necessarily citrus. Um, you know, I, you, I, I do get some, maybe some clove, uh, and, and it does kind of have like a sweet, smooth taste to it. It doesn't burn too much. 
Um, and then it fades off with a nice, like a, like a pepper, um, and, and a little bit of that clove. So it is, it's a great whiskey. Um, I would have bought a whole bottle of this, uh, but I just happened to be going through the nips, uh, and, and grabbed a little nip of this. Uh, highly recommend. Definitely a good one to start the podcast back up with. Well, I'm going to have to keep my eyes open for that. See if we can get that here in Pennsylvania. Mm. How about you, buddy? What are you drinking? Well, I've been picking up bottles here and there to just add to the bar and then knowing that at some point we were going to start recording again, so I'd have a backlog of stuff to review. And so for tonight, I am doing a Pendleton Canadian Whiskey. Is this our first Canadian? Uh, it may be. It may be. I'd have to go back through the archives. I think it's for sure my first. And it's okay. I, I don't hate it by any stretch of the imagination. It's certainly not the worst whiskey I've ever reviewed on this show, but it's not great in your immortal words. <laughs> and the gimmick here with this is it supposedly has a 10 year age statement. Although if you drank it, you'd have, you would not believe that. But the reason for that is it is uh, aged in American Oak Bower barrels at cask strength, which if you go back to our whiskey and whiskey episode, 100 proof, maybe a little bit more. But then they recask it and they water it down. They literally add uh, fresh glacier fed spring water from Oregon's Mount Hood because the distillery, it's, it's literally Hood River Distillery. They're at the base of Mount Hood in Oregon. And so they use, you know, ice water from Mount Hood and they water it down to 80 proof. Hmm. And they kind of fail at both because <laughs> at the same time, it's very watery. It has a very light color. It, you know, runs like liquid. Basically, when you pour it in your glass, it looks like you've already let ice melt through it. But at the same time, the finish is just grain alcohol. <laughs> you have a little bit of notes at the top. You get a little bit of butter little bit of caramel, you know, almost like a candy cornish Halloweeny taste at the top. And then it fades away to just burn. <laughs> That's so intense. Yeah, and I mean it's not bad. I don't mind a a burning whiskey necessarily. Plus I'm actually as we're recording this I am smoking a cigar that was aged in bourbon casks and that is a lot smoother, so that's helping mellow it out a little bit. But I think this is going to be a one-and-done uh, bottle. It was only 25 bucks, so it wasn't the end of the world. And, you know, it was something different to try. 80 proof, 40% ABV. I could not find uh, what the mash bill was, but uh, whatever it was, they wasted it. <laughs> so. Hmm. I, I wonder why we haven't done a whole lot of Canadians um, and I feel like I've I don't kind of, buy a lot of them. Yeah. I feel like I've heard you talk about them. I, I, I won't say derision is the word, but I, I don't well, feel like you're a fan. Well, they're generally, and again, I know we hate to generalize, but they're generally weaker than what I drink. Mm. Um, I don't mind Canadians. Uh, you know, if somebody has, you know, if that's what they have and they offer me a glass. Sure. They're great for mixers. You know, a 7 and 7 with Canadian Club is fantastic. But it's not something I usually keep on hand because I usually drink stuff neat. 
you know, two fingers. And by design, that's just not what Canadian whiskeys are for. Uh, of course, there's, you know, differences here and there. Um, but uh, tried it, stepped out of my comfort zone a little bit. It's certainly not bad, but it, yeah, I don't think I'm going to buy it again. Fair. So I think I think we should make it a challenge for us to try to find some Canadians that we can recommend. Okay, we can do that. There's a new, actually, a new liquor store opened in the time that we've been. Well, it basically one a small one closed, and they moved into a bigger location, and it's a lot bigger now. But mm. do you think you'll be able to get more? kinds of whiskey there yes um if the my one and only visit because it opened only opened recently maybe about six weeks ago and i've only gone to that particular location once since then if that one trip was anything to go by then yes nice that's awesome i got uh, a two pack that i'll be reviewing over a couple of uh episodes um i did get a flavored whiskey so we'll see how it goes oh boy but I feel like this is a, a good teaser. Uh, we definitely have um, a bit of a weird season coming up because despite the fact that my son is very easy, he also takes up a lot of my time. Um, but we're probably going to come back every couple of weeks. Uh, we're we're going to start off every two weeks here, probably do a shortened season six. Um, but we are coming back as elves for my favorite holiday of the year uh, that Mark is, yeah. of course, falling in love with now. Oh, yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah. I, you could just hear the sarcasm dripping, folks. Do we want... I did actually... I know we're, we're playing this episode fast and loose, but I did find sort of a humorous uh, whiskey news, Ooh. if you're interested. Yeah, let's see it. So this is... Um, from about a week ago now, but the Supreme Court, as in the U.S. Supreme Court, is going to take up a case between Jack Daniels and a dog toy manufacturer. The fuck? So, uh, hear me out. The the company is VIP Products Incorporated. They're based out of Arizona, and they make squeaky toys for dogs. And one of them that they make is, in fact, a bottle of Jack Daniels. Now, of course, it doesn't say Jack Daniels, but it's a square bottle, like stuff, you know, plush, with a black label with a very recognizable font. (laughs) And instead of old number seven brand, it says that it's the old number two on your carpet. Um... and Ooh. basically, instead of being 40% alcohol by volume like Jack Daniels, it, this is 40 per, 43% poo by volume. Your favorite thing in the world. Um, and it retails for about $13 to $20, depending. And Jack Daniels is suing them on the basis of trademark infringement. And this is very interesting because they have supporting statements from Campbell's Soup, from uh, Patagonia, which I don't know what they do, and from Levi Strauss, they all have written to the Supreme Court in support of the Jack Daniels distillery. And if you know anything about U.S. trademark law, it literally boils down to if you don't use it, you lose it. Hmm. 
if you have a trademark on something and you don't actively enforce the trademark, you will you basically it's considered vacated and anyone can then take it. So uh, VIP products is saying that Jack Daniels can't take a joke and that um, clearly no one would be confused by the two. But uh, Jack Daniels is basically saying, no, you're infringing on our label, you're infringing on our signature design, and we need to enforce this trademark. And there is actually precedence for this. A few years ago, Ford, Ford Motor Company, sued Ferrari over a race car. Uh, because Ford, of course, makes the F-150 pickup. You being a truck guy, you know this. Mm -hmm. And Ferrari was going to name their Formula One car that year the F-150 in reverence to the 150th anniversary of Italian unification. And Ford sued them, and Ferrari countered with literally a statement that, you know, it was all legalese and lawyer jargon, but if you translated it to English, came out to, are the American people that stupid to get a prototype race car confused with a truck? <laughs> uh, but it went to court, and Ford won. Jesus. And Ferrari was actually forced to change the name of the car for that year. So there is actually precedence for this. And um, I find it kind of interesting because uh, my little kitty, Romulus, he has a uh, kitty toy that is very clearly based off of Maker's Mark. <laughs> and that was why I bought it. It's a little, you know, triangular bottle. It has faux wax at the top. It makes noise. And I forget what it's, it's called something Mark, Kitty Mark, Claw Mark. I forget what it's called. And that was why I bought it for him. I thought it was funny. Um, so this is interesting because those toys might all go away. Oh. But it's something uh, the Supreme Court isn't actually expected to hear arguments until the spring. So, but it is going all the way to the U.S. Supreme Court. Damn, that's crazy. Well, we'll have to check back in on that lawsuit and see if Jack Daniels wins. Yeah, it's and I do think that, you know, I mean, they're rounding up some big guns, you know, Levi Strauss, Campbell's Soup. I mean, these aren't, you know, little Joe's Backwoods boutiques here. They got some money and some lawyers behind them. Mm, I think Patagonia is like, uh, isn't that like an outdoor like puffy jacket company sure we'll go with that <laughs> all right well thank you everybody thank you for uh coming back uh this is you know episode one of season six that's pretty exciting uh we are you know grateful to be back we are grateful that you stuck with us over those uh intervening months so i could you know, welcome the tiny human into the world. Um, if you do like what you've heard before and you want to keep supporting us, uh, please go give us a rating on iTunes. Uh, I don't even think it's called iTunes anymore. That might actually be dating me. Um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, Listen Notes. You can find us pretty much everywhere. Um, Mark, what are we? What are we going to talk about next week? Well, we have a few different options here we can talk about your journey and how it's gone well uh, because you now have the better part of a hundred days in with a tiny human mm -hmm. we can uh, talk about my journey because i now have 15 months in with a tiny judgmental bastard i mean a cat <laughs> uh, we can talk about ps5s 
or depending on when we record, we because it is already the fourth. Depending on when we record, we could do the Christmas episode. So that I will leave that up to you. You are the returning conquering hero. You are the Caesar in this story. Mm, yes, the conquering hero, not the dictator. <laughs> That's right. Don't you forget it. Uh, I've got to show you the size of the book. I bought a book on Caesar today. My father was with me because uh, where Annie works, they were having a fundraiser at Barnes and Noble where anything for the day that we, you bought, they got a percentage. So the old man and I went up and he just bought a bunch of car magazines and I bought this book and he said, what do you need a doorstop? What is that? <laughs> <laughs> and it's about the dictator, right? Part of it is one whole section is divided into sections. One whole section is actually entitled the first dictator. Mm. Nice. I say we do cats. I want to hear about how Romulus is doing, and I'm sure our listeners do too. Well, all right. Well, next week we're going to do cats and whiskey. Um, he doesn't like it, and I'll share that story next week. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he was going to try it, goddammit. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to hear how that went. Not well. <laughs> Well, uh, we, of course, always want to thank Nuno Henry Silva for the use of our intro and outro music. Thanks, Nuno. Love you, buddy. Love you, man. Uh, I hear he's doing pretty well in Boston. I'll make sure to get an update soon. And uh, we'll make sure to send you to his SoundCloud in our show notes. Um, I hear there may be another book or two since uh, we last recorded. Uh, he may- needs to stop being such a goddamn overachiever. I know. He's, he's such a tryhard. Uh, but, yeah, until, uh, until next time, cheers. Salut.